Hello, and thank you for joining me again for another episode of Moving Mountains Podcast. Once again, I'm Trishina Barzar-Hunter, Master Certified Transformational Life Coach, Emotional Intelligence Coach, as well as Relationship and Sexuality Coach. I know you could spend your time doing anything and listening to anyone, but I appreciate you for being here and listening with me. I certainly hope that this episode provides you some value helps you to make some change and move mountains in your life. Hello. Hello. Um, thank you so much for joining me. For all of my listeners out there, I am so excited that this amazing young woman has blessed me and trusted me to share her story with all of you. Today, I am actually interviewing Maimuna Jakite, who is an exceptional young woman. She happens to be wheelchair-bound. She happens to have gone through bullying and trials and tribulations relating to her health and her handicaps, but she didn't allow any of this to hold her back. She didn't allow any of this to hold her down or keep her from pursuing her dreams. In fact, She's gone on and become a wheelchair model, a YouTuber, and is working on a number of amazing And I am so glad that she made the decision to trust me here on Moving Mountains Podcast to share her journey with you and with me and hope that maybe it can inspire somebody else to keep putting one foot in front of the other. Maimona, are you with me? Yeah, I'm here. This intro, I'm about to cry. <laughs> I'm so glad you're here. That was, wow. That was quite an intro. You, you definitely deserve it. You have overcome so much. And it's definitely not something to make light of. Tell me, tell me a little bit about you. Tell me about your story, your journey. Well, my name is Maimuna Jakite. I am a wheelchair user. I have spina bifida, which basically means that my spine is curved. I don't know the correct terminology for it, but that's... Uh, basically what it means which means I'm also paralyzed from the waist down um I'm from New York I live in the Bronx shout out to New York um I link professionally since 2018 but I've been taking pictures since I was about 15 I'm now 23 I'm currently in college as well as seeing I do, with, with modeling, I do uh, disability activism because I feel like we need awareness in our community. I have a press on nail business called Press by Muna. You guys can check that out. Like she said, I, had a, I have a YouTube channel. Just, yeah, that's pretty much all of it or some of it <laughs> from what I can remember. Wow, you, you have a lot that you're doing. That's remarkable. Yeah. Now, you said um, you're wheelchair-bound due to spina bifida. Is this something that has been your whole life? Did it come about at a certain age? Tell me about I, that. I was actually born with it. Like, I was, yeah, I was born with spina bifida. It wasn't something that, like, grew over time. I was born like this. Is, being in a wheelchair is literally all I know. It's not even, like, something I had to get used to or something I had to adjust to like this is something that I've lived with my entire life 
and it just is what it is at this point. Like, I don't even, like you had mentioned, I was bullied, but like, it's some, now it's something that I don't even think about. It's just like, this is my normal. And along with that, was the paralysis also something that's been part of your life since birth? Yeah, every everything that has to do with my condition I've had since birth. None of this, like, came on. I'm actually very healthy, which is, like, a blessing in itself. But um, with my condition, I just can't move my legs. But, like, everything else is, like, everything else works. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So... Share with me a little about your journey. Tell me about you. Tell me um, what it's been like for you. What led you to this point? Okay. So, born with spina bifida, I was in a center for kids with disabilities, which is basically like, I don't want to call it a rehab because they use the term rehab for like medical, like drug purposes, but it's, essentially that's what it was except I was there to develop my muscles and kind of use motor, like learn motor skills and things like that. So I was there up until I was like four and a half, maybe five. And I ended up going to regular school. And when I say regular school, I mean uh, regular public school. And I remember my dad telling me, he actually told me this a couple of years ago. I didn't know this happened when I was younger. But he told me that they tried to put me in special ed and he had to stop the lady and tell her, like, no, she's perfectly fine. And the reason I'm bringing this up is because a lot of the times people see my wheelchair and instantly think I can't speak or, like, can't do stuff. But I was in, because of my father, they put me in regular ed. I ended up being... I don't, I don't remember if I was one of the smartest kids in the, like in the class, but I do remember being very proactive as a kid as far as, like, if there were school plays, I was in the production. I remember being able to get, uh, what is it, like... With, like, perfect attendance and all. Like, I remember doing all of those things. So I'm grateful that my dad was able to stick up to, stick up for me for that. Um, and then fifth grade happened, which was when the bullying started. And the bullying was physical. Like, it was um, verbal, but it was also physical at one point. I remember having my hair pulled by this one girl. And it was one of those situations where it was like, I, like, actually did nothing wrong. Like, this girl didn't like me just to not like me. There was literally no reason for it. And she and I, I don't know where she is in the world right now. I honestly hope she's doing okay. And, um, yeah, so that happened. And then middle school was pretty normal. I'm not even going to lie. High school was also, honestly, high school was one of the best things that ever happened to my life. Because I met the people that I'm still friends with to this day. And those people still support me. And they still show me love and help any way that they can. So I'm grateful for it the people that I went to high school with. And modeling ended up coming about professionally in 2018. Um, okay, so the story about modeling is I've wanted to do modeling since I was like seven years old. Like I've always wanted to be a model. It was just something I've always wanted to do. But I've always seen on television how 
the girls would look. They would be like five nine or like five eleven, blonde hair, blue eyes. Like you, I've never saw someone that looked like me. So I made, I basically made a promise to myself and told myself I would be on TV one day. Like I would do what these girls do. So even though I was insecure because of the whole bullying situation, after being bullied, I was very down on myself in the sense of like my mental state was not there like it was not there at all I had thoughts that I should not have had thankfully I didn't act on those thoughts um but then something in me just remembered that little girl being seven and just like I want to be a model like something just was in me and it was just like okay so 2018 um, Valentine's Day. I booked a shoot with this photographer. Shout out to Brandon. I still work with him to this day, actually. He, we went to the park, took some pictures, and that was my Valentine's Day shoot. And he made me so comfortable and made me realize that my chair is who I am. And like, my chair is part of me. Like, I have to accept it for what it is. I used to be so afraid to take pictures because I didn't want my chair in it. I didn't want to seem like, I didn't like taking pictures because a lot of the times I felt like people had to bend down to like take the picture and it just looked weird. Like I hated that. I was very insecure about it, but he takes pictures in a way that like my wheelchair looks cool in a sense. Like, I don't know how to explain it, but he knew what he was doing when he took pictures and it just made me comfortable. So I just kept shooting with him and kept shooting. And then I started getting recognized by people and brands. And that's how the modeling has begun. And now we're here. <laughs> that's such a remarkable story. And um, I picked up a lot in what you said that I think sometimes get missed. Um, I'll start by saying I, I understand exactly what you were going through at the age of seven. Because when I was seven years old, I didn't have a bone on the right side of my head because I had Whoa. an infection in my brain. So I had to wear a helmet on the playground. And my grandmother actually had to um, become a uh, playground monitor to keep me from getting bullied or even worse, getting hurt because there was no bone protecting my brain. Um, right. So I can relate to how hard that is at that age to go through that, to be made fun of. And for me, it went on, like like you said, all through elementary school. It was it was horrific. Yeah. Um, and then the thing is, as a kid, you don't like, you don't know that like, once you're in elementary school, at that time, you think that's your end all be all you think that's all life is, because that's all you know, you don't realize there's so much life ahead of you, and so much more that can happen after the fact. So to all the kids or whoever's going to listen to this, I just want you guys to know that if you're in a situation where life is hard right now, just know that, like, it's not going to last forever. Like, it's really not. You will be okay. That is huge. And there's two other things that you um, mentioned that bring to light, number one, the stereotypes and the misconceptions about what a disability is, whether it's mental or physical, because people can look at somebody that looks perfectly healthy and fine who has a disability, mm -hmm. but you can't see it on the outside. Right. But it's going on on the inside and say, well, you look perfectly fine. So why can't you do right. this? Why can't you do that? What do you mean you're disabled? What do you mean you have a problem? 
And then at the same time, you can look at somebody like yourself who was wheelchair bound and go, well, they must have a learning disability. Exactly. They, and, and it happens on both sides. And I don't know if I completely identified with that until you said that, but people do it, whether it's looking at you going, okay, she's in a wheelchair. She must not be completely mental, mentally capable, which is crap. Or right. look at me and go, okay, well, she's perfectly fine. She looks fine. So she can't possibly have a disability. There can't possibly be anything wrong. And either way, it's messed up because we're people are making these assumptions based on knowing nothing. And I wanted to bring that up for the fact that I, when I usually do these interviews and things like that, I always men- mention autism because there's so many spectrums of autism. And the only spectrum that people seem to know is what they see on television. And that's so wrong in my eyes because I've seen people who seem completely what we consider normal and then they'll tell you I have autism and you wouldn't know until they say something so I just want to also say that like you never really know what people go through until they tell you so just you know be more kind and aware of like who you have around you because you just never know well and that's actually a really powerful statement in and of itself because it's not only when it comes to autism, it's when it comes to brain injury or people in a wheelchair or any kind of illness, disability, or sometimes just how we behave. People only know what they see on television, which shoot, which points to the fact that people aren't learning and growing and doing research for things mm-hmm. that's written by Hollywood or by producers that are only giving you a stereotypical side of any particular story. So you're not getting all the information and then living life based on assumptions. Right, right. One of the things you said that I think is really important, um, especially for women and young women coming up who have issues with their self-image, is that you went and became a model in a wheelchair. That's all you Mm -hmm. do, right? Mm -hmm. And we have a lot of young women, and I'm not saying it doesn't happen to men too, that don't like themselves because they don't look exactly like the person that's getting the most likes on the gram. Right. The person that's got the perfect figure that fits Fashion Nova just right um, or always has the perfect lighting, perfect height, like you said, usually 5'9". There's this idea that to be beautiful, you've got to be five, nine or higher and you can only be a size six. Not even. It's like a size two now. Yeah, it's like a size two. (laughs) And you can't come with any equipment, you know, or disabilities. You've got to have this version of perfection that absolutely really doesn't exist. Right. And I think you said, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just saying what you, I don't know if you realize what you said in that statement was so powerful. Thank you for that. Because I just, I just want people, whether you listen to this, whether you follow me or whatever, I just want you to understand that like what you see on Instagram is just exactly that. That's Instagram. You have to understand that like in real life, not everybody's going to look like that. And I just want to shout out to my parents really quick because as a kid, they just always instilled in me that I was beautiful, that I feel that I was worth it 
in this life. Like, they've always shown me that, like, yes, this is what you deal with, but that is not all that you are. And I just want to share that message with other people because we see these girls on Instagram and whatever, on television and everything, and we're always like, oh, my God, I wish I had her body. Oh, my God, this, and oh, my God, that. The truth of the matter is, and I'm speaking just for myself because I can't speak for other people, but I will never be that. And I have to be okay with that at the end of the day. I have to go to sleep with myself at night and understand that, like, this is the body that I'm in. I can't change it. And it is what it is. And it took a lot for me to get there. But now that I'm there, you can't take that from me, honestly. Like, you could say this and you can say that. But at the end of the day, because of who I am now, nothing you tell me hurts me anymore. That is a powerful place to be in. And, you know, I can remember my daughter, who is now 17. She's five now, five, five, five foot nine. She is full figured. But I can remember her being in dance all through middle school, all through high school, and getting passed up by teachers because she wasn't five foot four and a size two. Wow. For, for literally everything. Or because she had natural kinky curly hair and she's got beautiful blonde hair and green eyes. I mean, just my daughter is gorgeous and she's so talented and gifted and just a beautiful human being. But she would get passed up because her hair didn't fit in the perfect pretty bun or she wasn't the size two five foot four version of a dancer. And she got passed up time and time again for being black, for not being skinny, for not being petite, for not having the perfect straight hair that fits in a bun. And it was really hard on right. her. And I'm I'm so happy you pointed this out because um, when I was, a, I don't want to say when I was a kid, but when I was younger, I want to say maybe like 17, 17, that's when I started to be proactive with modeling. That's when I started uh, submitting photos and like, wanting to do castings and wanting to take pictures, like actively wanting to get signed. And I just remember like getting no every single time or not hearing back. But then I discovered, I actually did a, I did a casting once and I ended up getting a phone call back, but they told me um, it's just better that we don't give you the job. And I asked them why. And they were like, oh, for travel purposes or like some something along the lines of like traveling or something like that. And basically, I ended up realizing that they didn't want to pick me for the job because of the wheelchair. It wasn't because I wasn't beautiful. It wasn't because I couldn't do the job. But it's because they saw my wheelchair as another thing they had to pay for. It was an accommodation that they just did not want to put the money for because it was just me being the one person. I've understood over the years that like, if I'm gonna do a casting, there has to be other people that are like me in order for me to get the job because they will not pay for one person to get a ramp into the building or whatever the case is. I've just realized that if I want to get where I wanna get, I have to make those doors open for myself and make those opportunities for myself because living in the society that we live in today, I am seen as somebody that is not useful to this world. And that's so sick in my eyes because 
not to toot my own horn, but I have a lot to give, a lot to offer, and a lot to share. And I'm sorry, but you're going to hear it one way or the other, whether you open the door for me or I open it myself. Wow. And, you know, it speaks so much to how many industries are still not handicapped or disabled friendly. Yeah. Like you said, they're not going to get a ramp for one person. Why don't you have a ramp anyway? Right. And by law, they're supposed to. That's, that's exactly. What's like, and that's what's so crazy is by law, they're supposed to. But what they'll do is, and I'm, it's so sick that they do this. They'll do this when they have the inspections. When they have the building inspections, they'll make sure there's like a port, like a, a lift or something just to have there. But I promise you, any other day, that ramp will not be there. Wow. Yeah, I've I've That's, seen it with my own eyes. It's actually so I've literally seen it with my own eyes. It's the most disgusting thing ever. It's so disgusting. It's it's shameful because it's like saying you're not welcome here because you can't walk up the stairs. Right. But I've also realized and, sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. Yes. I was just saying, and I can remember plenty of times where I had a walker after my brain surgeries. And no, I couldn't get up the stairs Mm -hmm. because I couldn't walk. I was crawling down the hallway. And, you know, so there's, there's so many different levels to maybe not being able to make it up the stairs and different reasons and things that come up. But they're literally saying to you and anybody that can't walk a flight of stairs, you're just not welcome here. We, We can do without your business. And it, it's sick because had I been able to do, had I been able to walk on my own, I kid you not, I probably would have gotten so many other jobs. But I've just also realized, and my mother says this every day of my life, I will never, like, I will never not hear this in my head. She always says, what's for you is for you, and everything happens for a reason. And I literally take that with me my entire life. Because there's so many opportunities that I may have wanted, and I would be so upset that I didn't get them. But I kid you not, minutes after being rejected, something even more amazing happens. So I don't even take offense to it anymore. Like whether that be school related, friendship related, just anything, I've just come to realize that everything happens for a reason, there's a purpose for everything, and that if one didn't work, something better is going to come. Now, your strength and your perseverance make it sound like it might have been easy. And you and I both know that overcoming obstacles yeah, is not. I'm still working on it. <laughs> so if you don't mind, especially for some of my young people, my young women that are listening, that are struggling do you mind sharing some of the times when it wasn't easy yeah, of course. and maybe hurt so that, and how you got through that just so somebody knows out there Yeah, of course. that even though we make it sound easy, that shit right. is tough. Um, I would say my lowest point was the end of middle school, beginning of high school. Like that summer break was the hardest time. And it was hard because um, after middle school, you apply for high school, high schools that you want to get into there was one school that I wanted more than anything like I wanted this school more absolutely more than anything I would do anything to get into this school it was close to my house 
They had all the classes that I would have wanted to take. It was literally the perfect school in my eyes. And I remember them basically being lazy and not wanting to do the paperwork for me to have my accommodations for that school. Meaning, like, I needed a para, which is someone that helps you uh, get around throughout the day. Uh, Just, like, extra time during a test. Just little things like that. And they did not want to do the paperwork. And it was so heartbreaking to me to the point where I wasn't even eating at one point. I lost a lot of weight during that time. I was very depressed. I was not eating, constantly crying, wasn't sleeping. I would re- I would literally, shout out to one of my best friends as well. She would stay up with me until I fell asleep because she knew that if I stood up by myself, I would sit in the dark and just cry. And it's just like, it's a school. Like people, like people would probably hear this and be like, "You really cried over a school." It wasn't because I. It wasn't because of the school. It was more so because I felt like this is something that could have opened so many doors for me, and this was something that I worked so hard to get. To. And then for them to just flat out not want to do the paperwork, basically made me feel like I was shunned by a school. And then overcoming that was very very hard it was very that whole not eating situation lasted I I said the beginning of high school but I'm starting to realize that it was towards like the middle of 10th grade to be real with you like I would on and off like some days I'll eat more than others some days I'll probably not or like I'll just go home and eat something like it was just weird it was just a very emotional time for me and then the high school that I did end up going to, thankfully, they were like, we will accept her into the school. They gave me my accommodations. And I'm so grateful for that school because not only did they give me accommodations, but being in that in that school, they also helped with my mental health. They had therapists, there, not therapists, but uh, counselors. And I just appreciate going there because that's the school that actually made me realize that I wanted to be in the entertainment business as well. So I'm very grateful for, for that high school. It doesn't exist anymore, but still, I'm grateful that I had them to lean on during that time. Your story is so much deeper than I think people realize. And I want to pause here and make sure that people are getting some of the things behind what you're saying. Because I've heard that you had doors closed because you alone weren't worth a mm-hmm. wheelchair ramp to whoever that was, right? And then I'm hearing that there were I'm sorry, uh, public schools or schools out there that didn't feel that you were worth the extra yeah. paperwork or the extra time or the extra effort. And I'm thinking of the young people out there that are feeling like they aren't worth it because maybe somebody at the school could make time for them or somebody at home isn't making time for them or make or room or creating mm-hmm. a safe space. Because that, because it seems like it, it, it's a kind of a theme in what you're saying. People just closing doors and saying, "Nope, it's too much hassle," or "No, this isn't going to work out." Nope, it's not worth the effort. And I know for a fact, um, with a disability, without a disability, we have a lot of young people that have gone through that or going through that, especially in this current climate with the pandemic and being homeschooled or schooled remotely right. via Zoom. Because I've seen it. I've seen it with my own kids in terms of what some teachers are willing to do 
and what some teachers aren't willing to do. And I do shout out to all the teachers that are trying to make this work and all the parents that are trying to make this work and the kids, because it really does take a village of everybody putting in equal effort to try to navigate these changes. But it's really important that anybody listening, especially my young people are hearing that you're not alone when you feel like somebody didn't make room for you or time or space or effort. You are not, first of all, you're not alone. That doesn't make you any less of a person. That doesn't make you, that doesn't make you seem like you're nothing. I want those kids to realize that just because one person doesn't see your worth doesn't mean you shouldn't see your worth. I want those kids to realize that just because you were told no in one place doesn't mean you're going to be told no everywhere else. Because trust me, that's not the case. I understand as a child, you all you know is what's in front of you. You don't know what's coming ahead. You don't know what's next. And oftentimes you don't even think that far ahead anyways. But I want you to realize that when things get tough like this and you're into situations where you feel like you just aren't enough, trust me, it's not you. It's them. And I say it's them because they don't want to see the value that you're giving them. You're giving them and you're giving and you're giving and you're giving and they're not even taking at this point. A lot of people, we say they, we give, we give, we give and they take so much. These people aren't even taking. So keep what you're giving and let them realize what they're missing out on. Do you mind repeating that statement that your mom told you? I remember it, but I want to hear you say it again so they can She told me, she told me two things. She told me everything happens for a reason. She told me what's for you is for you. And no one can take that from you. And she tells me this every day. And that is (laughs) huge. For anybody listening to this, my young people, the people that are struggling, that are grinding, trying to make a dream work, whether you have a disability, a shortcoming, illness, whatever it is, or not, if you're perfectly healthy, and you're just like, shit, I'm depressed because I keep trying and the doors keep getting closed. What is for you is for you. Yeah. Everything happens for a reason. And it may hurt you know, when um, there's something yeah. that you really wanted and you didn't get. But trust me, something better is going to come. Because something better always comes. Every time. We get so upset over so many obstacles that we deal with. But I promise you, six months from now, you're not even going to remember the things that hurt you. Everything is going to be okay. And if it takes longer than six months, that's okay Absolutely. too. Just, just keep letting it work through. You know, one thing I'm also hearing in your story is, and we keep going back to social media, and I, and I do believe it plays it a huge part in it this. You know, on Instagram, on TikTok, Snapchat, everything seems so instant and so right. easy. When you're on the outside looking at and you see what, you know, everything, all of the people that you just think are beautiful and amazing right. and successful, you don't see anything that's going on on the right. other side. People aren't posting the ugly. They're not posting the hurt. They're not right. posting the pain. Most times. Some, some, some people do really share their journey. And I'm so grateful for people like Maimuna that do. do. But when you're looking at this, I need you to look and remember that you don't know what's on the other side of their screen. It's not instant. It's not instantly beautiful. It's not instantly perfect. It's not instantly wonderful. 
and I'm and you don't have to be either and I'm so happy you mentioned that because I also just want to mention like I want to give a little funny backstory to one of the photos that I posted so if you scroll down there's the first picture of me out of my wheelchair and I posted that at a spur of the moment type of thing it wasn't even like I woke up today and, and I told my photographer hey we're getting out of the chair and what no it was just like I see a rock I might just sit on it and just take a picture he was like do you want to I was like yeah sure why not and I just want to tell you like the behind the scenes of that photo just because it looks so put together but trust me the balancing was hard because I can't balance on one side but I can on the other and then getting in and out of the chair was also difficult because I didn't have a sideboard I didn't have like the the rock wasn't leveled to the chair I ended up sitting on his foot because he had to carry me like there's so like you see the end result of every photo and you think it was easy and you think everything's so picture perfect but that's because that's what we show you but you don't know the full story of what goes on behind the scenes or I could be posting the most prettiest picture you've ever seen but I could be crying while I'm typing the caption you just never know and I just want people to realize that Instagram is just Instagram like that is not real life yes it's my job and yes I love what I do but I also have realized and created a boundary for myself to actually live in the real world at times because sometimes you just need a break and understanding that like I'm okay with myself like sometimes you just need that setback to realize that like yes Instagram is fun and yes we have our own little world and we create who we want to be on Instagram but we have to sit with ourselves every day and just kind of understand that like that's Instagram but who I am and who people see me as in real life is who I truly am and I have to accept that and be okay with that as well I'm just really stuck on um I can be posting the prettiest picture you've ever seen and be crying outside the caption I've done it a couple times I have been in that space um, and sometimes it hasn't been pretty pictures. It's been pictures, you know, about brain surgery recovery. And I'm telling you how great it's going or how strong I, you know, I feel or how hard I'm trying or working or whatever. And I'm bawling my eyes out because I'm screaming in pain. Right. But I also uh, realized that like so those moments, those non-pretty moments, those moments that are not so picture perfect are the moments that I do like to share. So what I would do is usually post a pretty picture, but I post a long caption. And I'm grateful for the group of people that do follow me and do read the captions because I end up getting messages of people telling me like, hey, I was feeling the same way. So knowing that I was able to help somebody, like that is more to me than just getting the likes. Like I could care less about the numbers at this point. It's more so, did I affect somebody? Did I make someone smile today? You know, like I would rather affect someone in a positive way than to just get the number of likes. Because honestly, it's just a number at the end of the day. Wow. Getting through the unpretty moments. Yeah, sometimes. And sometimes we don't realize it, but like sharing also helps because you, at a lot of the time we feel alone, but like when we share that we're going through like hard mental times, like for me, I post about my anxiety a lot just because I know that I'm not the only one that's dealing with it. And if I talk about it, it'll help somebody else feel better because they feel like, okay, if this pretty girl on Instagram 
is going through this, then it's real and my feelings are valid. And that's something that I prioritize on my page is knowing that your feelings are valid and knowing that if someone tells you, oh, just smoke a blunt and go to sleep or like just eat some food and get over it, that is not going to help the situation. Realizing the situation, sitting with yourself and realizing, hey, I am okay with who I am. This is just a hard time. That is the most important. Sitting with yourself and realizing what you are and like your prop, like people don't realize, and this, and I'm speaking because, I'm speaking about this because I actually went through this. I'm still going through this. You can act like you're fine for so long. There will come a time where all of that built up hurt will be in front of you and you have to face it. You have to sit there and deal with it. And that's why I talk about anxiety so much is because if I'm going through it, then somebody else is going through it too. So we can go through it together. We can talk about it. My DMs are always open. I make that very clear on my page. And I really do sit and talk to these girls. And I remember there was a point in time where I stayed up with a girl until 5.45 in the morning just because she was having a bad night. And I'm so grateful that I did because who knows what could have happened if I didn't. Like I possibly could have saved someone's life whether I know it or not. So just be kind to people because you really never know who needs it. I am the strong friend. I'm the friend that smiles in your face and says I'm fine even when I'm not. So the fact that I have this space that I created for myself, but also helps other people, I'm beyond grateful for. And to piggyback off of what you said, even if you're the strong friend in your group, it's okay to not be okay. And don't be afraid to seek out safe spaces to not be okay. And I say that very carefully because not one therapist is perfect for everybody. Not one life coach is perfect for everybody, right? right? But you you don't have to go through it alone. It's okay to reach out for help. And it's okay to say, this help doesn't fit me, but I'm going to keep looking. Right. I feel like being self-aware. It's absolutely okay. Being self-aware is also very important when it comes to things like that. Because for a very long time, I wasn't self-aware. I would say things and not realize that me saying those things I said them out of anger, but in the moment, I didn't care because that's just how I felt, not realizing that I hurt somebody's feelings. So knowing that I hurt someone's feelings that I actually care about, it hurts you more than it hurts the other person because that's someone you care about. That's someone you don't want to lose. That's someone that has been in your life for maybe years, months, days, whatever, but you hurt someone you care about. And you don't realize that you did until they come and tell you. Be very careful with the words that you say, not only to other people, but to yourself as well, because your mind does not know the difference of just the the negative thoughts. Like your mind does not know the difference. Just please be kind to yourselves. Take time for yourself. If you want to sit on the couch all day and watch Sex in the City, please do that. It's okay. Like, it's fine. Yes. You know, um, one of the things that we talked about before your interview today when we were preparing was about setting boundaries. And I think that that really ties into what you were just saying here. Don't be afraid to set boundaries for yourself, your comfort, your peace. And I'm, I'm happy you brought that up because actually during that call, I actually had to thank you 
about realizing that I was setting boundaries, whether I realized it or not, because I am the type of person that I'm, I'm a very open book and I am a very caring and I'm, I'm a communicator. I'm someone who likes to talk things out. I'm someone who likes to be there for other people, but I do that so much to the point that I have nothing for myself. And I've just realized that with what we did today with the whole boundaries thing is something that I need to take not only in my, my professional life, but my personal life as well. That is something that I need to actively practice because like I said, I give, I give and I give until I can't give anymore. And it affects me, but it also affects the people around me. And that's not okay. So I'm happy that you brought that up because it made me self-aware and it made me realize that I need to make some changes and that's okay to make those changes. Setting those boundaries and making time, room, and space for yourself and your needs is so important to your mental health, your physical health, your emotional mm-hmm. health, because you'll, you will bottom out. Right. There, there's absolutely nothing you can get out of an empty vessel. Right. That, like, there's nothing that can happen there. Right. And just kind of going back to the whole career, I want to mention the career part as well, because I feel like this is very important because... God forbid a girl hears this interview or like has an awesome experience that they're about to embark on. I just want to say as well, uh, you actually told me this too, is to create the boundaries for yourself when it comes to your career, as far as like signing things and um, just saying, don't say yes to absolutely everything. Something that I make very clear on my page. And I just want to state this so that other people could take this as well and I will repeat it if I have to, is I will never post anything that I don't actually use, support, believe in. I am not going to take something and take a picture with it just for a paycheck. I am not that girl. So if you see that, like, I only have maybe, what, two or three sponsored posts is because I'm very particular about who I promote and support because... Again, I have young girls that follow me, and I would feel absolutely terrible if they asked their mothers to buy something, and then it was bad, and then they come back to me and, like, yell at me because they're like, hey, you told me to buy this, and it wasn't even great. Like, that is, like, my worst fear, and I just want to share that so that you young girls don't get trapped into putting money into things that aren't good for you. And that's another thing. If they ask you for money, it's usually a scam. I just want to put that out there for those who want to get into what I'm doing or who are already in what I'm doing and they're just getting started. That's, I mean, that's huge advice for anybody. Align yourself with your values and align yourself with what you support and what you believe in. You know, it, it sounds cliche, but people say it all the time. All money is not good money. Absolutely. It's okay to turn down something that does not align with who you are, your values, your belief system. And a lot of the people that follow me as well, we like the same things. So if I don't like it, I know they're not going to like it. And I'm just not going to promote it. Like, I'm just not. I'm not one of those people. And I'm not just going to slap my name on something just to slap my name on it. Like, I want to be hands-on with it. I Something about me that a lot of people don't realize is 
the things that I promote, I've actually used for about a week before I promote them. I want to make sure I genuinely like what I use. And like genuinely, if if it's like a clothing item, I would actually wear it and try to put pieces with it to make sure it's something I could wear in my everyday like attire. It's not something that I'll just wear for a picture and throw out. Like I want to make sure I genuinely like the things that I promote because being authentic, especially in the social media game, being authentic is the best thing you could do for yourself and it will get you far. Like being nice and just being who you genuinely are is what gonna get you far. Cause I've met so many people that us young girls look up to and I've had conversations with these people. And it's like, I've had those conversations because I was genuinely nice and I was genuinely myself. It wasn't just because it wasn't like by chance. It was like, you vibe with what I vibe with, how you're doing, you know? And I became friends with these people. It wasn't just because, you know, like it wasn't a coincidence type of thing. It was more so, I like your vibe, you're cool, let's be friends. I wanna thank you so much for touching on the importance of creating genuine relationships with people. And truthfully, that's not something that you even have to do. So I have to say you are so dope in that you take the time and you give so much back to create organic relationships with people that really help them probably get through things that they couldn't get through alone. If you, if you had to just, what are the takeaways that you really want to have somebody gain from this conversation? What is the most important pieces for you? I think that one, a couple things that I would like to share, I would say is knowing the information you're also retaining. I feel like a lot of the time, and I'm going to use the shade room as an example, um, we see things on social media and we're quick to be like, oh my God, that's crazy. And oh my God, this and that, oh my God, that. And I'm realizing that over the years that things are trends. People don't do things anymore because they genuinely want to do them. They just follow what everyone else is doing. And I feel like when you start to have your own mindset of what it is that you genuinely want to do, you become way more clear-headed when you know that like, okay, this is what I want to do. This is the goal and this is how I'm going to get there. So I would say just to know who you are as a person and be mindful of the information you're retaining because it can fog up what you've already pictured for yourself and kind of pull you off track. So I think the best thing is to just you know, know what you have, who and what you have around you. So that would be one. And then to also just know that people are going to say and do things that don't align with you as a person. And people are going to disagree or look at you as less than. But that doesn't mean that you are. And then the third thing I would say is to... Keep that circle of people, whether that be family or whatever it is that you consider family, around you closest. Because those are the people that are going to hold you down during the good, the bad, the ugly, the happy, the sad, everything. So keep those people close. I know it can be hard at times because you want to push everyone away. But trust me, those are the people that are going to be there for you when you need them the most. 
that that is so important because I we see it all the time. The social media fads and trends they change what like every thirty six hours, every seventy two hours. There's a new more like every thirty seconds. It's it's just a nonstop <laughs> change, and if you're trying to constantly change to meet whatever the trend is on TikTok or social media, you're going to spend all your time in change mode without right. really knowing who you are at the core. Right, and like I said, that's why I don't do trends anymore or at all actually. Just because if you're trying to follow a trend, like, who are you? Like, I try to stay away from them just because, first of all, it's, it's just not my brand. It's not me. I'm, I feel very out of place when I do things that just make me uncomfortable. Just kind of know what makes you comfortable and uncomfortable. And follow that rather than what's fo- like what's being followed around the the rest of the world. Absolutely, know how to walk in yourself and not put yourself in situations that are uncomfortable. And and I just want I'm always saying that your emotions are. I don't mean to something. cut you off, but I also just want to say, I am saying this not because I've mastered it. I'm saying this because I'm still going through it, and my journey is helping someone as I speak on it. It's not because I've mastered this already. Because this is all of this are things that I'm still working on. And I feel like that's very important to share. As we see these podcasters and interviews and things like that, we assume that these are people that have mastered these things. But I'm going to sit here and be real with you and say, I still have those bad days. I still go through anxiety. I still deal with overthinking. I still go through all of those things. So when you feel like, Oh, well, she could talk about it because she went through it. I'm still going through it. I'm still dealing with it. But I'm sharing it because I know that someone's in the same space as I am. And I want to help rather than to make it seem like I'm better than. I'm just trying to help. That's knowledge because we're all making progress. And you're absolutely right. You can see somebody on a podcast, on TV, talk show whatever it is, and you can think, okay, they've really arrived. When the truth is, all of us, regardless of the background and the circumstance, we're still making progress. Absolutely. The reason why we can do it is because we realize we're a work in progress. Right. And that's a huge message for anybody out there listening. They, I'm not perfect by any means. I still got I'm a still lot of work to do. Every day. I got a ton a of work. A friend of mine told me this, and I'm going to share it with you guys. I think it's, it's helpful. I'm a masterpiece trying to master peace yes i want that that's you talk, one of the main things i that's want power and mastering peace takes work it takes daily work and daily effort yep. i would rather and have really peace than happiness that's deep i explain that break that down a little bit i read this actually it was it was actually an instagram story there's this girl, she shared an Instagram story. She was talking about how happiness can come and go. Happiness is something that, like, is not consistent. But peace will forever be there. You can, basically what she was saying is peace is a journey rather than trying to get to the destination. Because we can always say, like, I'll be happy when I get this new car. I'll be happy when I get this amount of money. I'll be happy when this. I'll be happy when that when you should be able to be happy where you're at, trying to get to those things that you desire. Don't worry about the thing specifically, but the journey it takes to get there. 
and be content with what you have in front of you rather than what you're trying to get because you don't have it yet. So that's that's to me that to me is more important because mastering peace is so mastering what's already in front of me and being okay with what's in front of me and not just worrying about well okay well I'm not at this well I'm this age and I should be here be okay with where you're at because that's where you're supposed to be even in, even though it's not where you want to be it's where you're supposed to be and you have to be okay with that that's powerful master being content and at peace on the journey because the journey is going to change the scenery is going to change the circumstances will change absolutely now um i know there's some people that really influenced your life and were very important to you was there anybody you wanted to give a shout out to oh we got a list of people (laughs) i want to just shout out my supporters first of all the people that follow me on instagram subscribe to my youtube have me on twitter buy from my business whatever it is whether you've liked commented dm'd me whatever it is i appreciate you guys more than anything and honestly you guys are the reason i'm still here because you guys continue wanting to wanting to see content for me and i just appreciate you guys more than anything and then my circle of friends i'm not gonna go name by name but you guys know who you are and i just love you guys for loving me as i am because i know what it felt like to have people say that they didn't want to be friends with me because of my situation. So for you guys to sit and say, hey, you go do this, and you guys go out of your way to make sure things are much more accessible, and you guys go out of your way to make sure that I'm comfortable, I'm forever grateful to you guys. And then my family, my immediate family, my brother, my sister, his girlfriend, my parents, just believing in me from the jump and just always telling me that I could do whatever I put my mind to and basically making me who I am today. Like, I'm just so grateful because I feel like without these people, I would not have the mindset that I have today. I would not be as strong as I am today without them. And I'm just so eternally grateful. Like, I don't know how many times I can say that, but I just love all of you guys so, 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 so much. That is the power of having your circle. Go ahead and let everybody know how they can reach you and how they can connect with you, please. Okay, so you can find me on Instagram at Life with My Mona, which is spelled M A I M O U N A. And from there, you can go actually in my bio, click the link, you will find my Twitter, which is also Life W M A I M O U N A. And then my press on nail business which is pressed by muna that is also in the bio as well you can find me on clubhouse life w my muna so they're pretty much all the same i suggest just going to my instagram and everything else will be there um you can also subscribe to me on youtube youtube.com slash mona jackie Like I said, that's also in the bio. Everything is all there. I suggest if you're going to follow me anywhere, follow me on Instagram mainly because that's where I'm usually posting on my story, posting photos, and I'm most active there. But I will appreciate if you follow me anywhere else. Absolutely. We're definitely going to be doing a Q&A for all the young people out there or anybody 
that really just wants to talk and ask questions about the topic that we've had today on Clubhouse. So you can follow me on Clubhouse at Moving Mountains. Maimona, you have been incredible. It has been such a gift to have you on the podcast today. And I know that I have learned a lot and you've helped me grow. And I hope and I'm sure without a doubt that you've done that for so many of our listeners. So thank you again. And I just want to thank you as well for giving me the opportunity to speak on these things. Because like I said, we don't really have a platform for people like me. So I just want to thank you and I appreciate you more than you ever know. And the last thing I just want to say is sending love and light to anyone who may need it. I know times are crazy right now. Times are hard right now. I'm going to be okay. Like I said before, my DMs are open to anyone. If you want to type it out, send it, and then delete it, that's fine as well. I just want to make sure that you guys know that everything will work out the way it's supposed to. Everything does happen for a reason. That is so powerful. Thank you so much. Thank you for all the listeners. You are so appreciated. Make sure you reach out to her. Reach out to me. We are here in your corner to give you somebody to help you get through it. And we appreciate your time and for tuning in. Be blessed. If you have enjoyed this episode and you want to keep in contact with me, you can locate me both on Facebook and Instagram. The handles on both of those sites are going to be at Moving Mountains Coach. My website is www.movingmountainslifecoach.com. Again, www.movingmountainslifecoach.com. I do look forward to hearing from you. Reach out to me, subscribe, comment, let me know what you think, share it with your friends. And of course, if you'd like to book a one-on-one session with me, I am available. Go to my website, contact me on Facebook or Instagram. I am happy to chat with you and get you booked for a free introductory discovery session in terms of what it's like to work with a master certified life coach. Have a great day. And remember, every mountain can be moved if you are willing to take the first step.